0: Hey, I don't know, did it, did it, was anyone singing? I didn't hear much singing. Okay, we have a few more opportunities. And, uh, and I'm gonna instruct our, our tech team that if we don't hear singing, we're just gonna pull back all the audio and we're gonna have to just do it all by ourselves. All right, so kids, I'm just, I just wanna reinforce, like kids, where, I, I can't see you, I need you to stand up. I just need you, I need to be able to see you. And by the way, I saw an Elsa doll back there. Can you hold up your Elsa doll? Oh, she standing. Yes, there it is. Okay. All right. So the movie starts with love is an open door. And I really want to ask, well, does it? Does love? Is it, is it just as simple as that? But first I have to tell you, I'm so excited to be able to do this. Rachel McDonald, who uh, kind of runs things around here a little bit, she said, she said uh, Dan, we wanted to give you Frozen because you have three daughters. What she'd forgotten is that a decade had happened in between when my three daughters were watching Frozen. Here they were 10 years ago in their uh, princess dresses, and uh, never to be seen like that again. Here they are now. uh, This was us at Disney, and now we have two permitted drivers and one on the way in October. So we're living in a very different reality. Point being is that I'm a little rusty with the Frozen story. How many of you feel like you know the story pretty well? You know all the characters, right? Okay, and adults too? Okay, so I just need your help, because I might get a little of the like, details wrong, and if I say something wrong, will you just shout out the right answer and just correct me? Will you do that? Right? Because, I mean, this is a great story. It, it, it takes place in a, in a galaxy far, far away. No? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It takes place in this beautiful little village called Maryland. No, no anyways, okay, well so there's there's Anna. And we saw Anna and she's spunky and sweet. And then there, there's her sister with magical powers named Tesla. <laughs> no? What's her name? Oh, Elsa, right, okay. Well, let's go back to, to Anna. Anna meets this guy. They kind of like have this little thing and they start singing this song, love is an open what? Oh. Door, right. But I have to ask you, is, that, is it that simple? Is love just an open door? Because there's a lot of kind of doors to choose from. Have you ever thought about this? There's a lot of different doors. Think about it. What kind of doors are there? there? There are trap doors. Think about this. There are trapdoors, right? What's a trapdoor? <laughs> that. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's right up there. That's right. There's trapdoors where it looks like maybe like, you don't even see it coming, but you fall right in. Did that happen to Anna? No. Yes. Yes, it did. I know this part of the story. What happens later? He seems so sweet, seems so kind, everything going great, but is he really there for Anna? No, no he's there because he wants what? The whole state of Maryland or Annandale, whatever, okay? Right? You get it. Like sometimes we go in thinking what, blindly we just fall straight in and we're not sure we can get out. Here's another door. I don't know if you thought about this, but there's bounce house doors and bounce house doors are cool, except for one time I got in and got stuck and wasn't sure how to get out. And some of us adults, we know this, that if a relationship is only fun, If it's only about just, why, we got to get along, this is great, but there's no substance, there's no meaning, there's no depth, it's just a bounce house, door, or relationship. How about this kind of door, a revolving door? Mmm, I know we're getting a little more serious here, right, where it's just, I'm going to go through the same things over and over. I'm going to have the same tendencies and patterns and actions, going to lead to the same consequences, and it's going to form this reality that never quite changes, and people are just going to come into my life like a revolving door, and I'll never change, but I'll continue to be impacted by the pain of it. Yes, how many of us have experienced that kind of door? Then, there's just flat out creepy doors, like this door. Anybody? Anybody know what that's from? Right? This is from a show that kids, you you cannot watch, but it's called Stranger Things, right? And this is about sometimes a door is just creepy. You should never go through it. You should never go on the other side because there are strangers on the other side. And kids, what do we say about strangers? Right. Or in two words, stranger danger. That's right. So you don't go through that door. And then there's one more door, of course. And it's called The Doors. <laughs> yeah. I got it from the balcony. That's like big time, right? Yeah. And uh, kids, ask your parents about The Doors, but they did a lo- bunch of bad things. One guy died, and it's a long story. But, but, but the point is this. Choose wisely your door. Choose wisely your door. Bible talks about this very clearly. Here's what the Apostle Paul in the second part of the Bible, here's what he says. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because, and this is true, the days are evil. Unless we're being intentional, unless we're going after it. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Be very careful. Choose your door wisely because if you go through the wrong door in life, and you go through it and get to the other side. You might find yourself trapped, isolated, casting frozen fractals all around in your own chamber of yeah. iso- isolation, singing the song, Let It. Snow, Let's all do it. Let's all sing it together. Well, the air outside is frightful. Come on. Let's go. But the mood... It... What is it called? Let it go. Oh, let it go! Okay, everybody, on your feet. On your feet. This is the big one. Don't miss those. I'm serious. Everyone, if you are able. On your feet. Let's go. Let's get hearty. Let's, with gusto, sing Let It Go. All right. All right. Well done. I think most of you were singing on the inside, which we acknowledge and respect. Really, really good. Hey, I want to ask this question. Um, This song was the most celebrated popular Disney song of this century. Uh, What's it about? It's about snow, right? What else? Letting go of the expectations of others. Yeah, it becomes, uh, our culture has totally embraced it as this anthemic melody, like this big pump-up song for throw away all your social kind of expectations, all the constraints, everything holding you back. You be you, you go for it. Don't care about anyone else. You just, just go for it, right? But what happened? What happened? It moved Elsa... To isolation, and it froze out everyone else. See, Jesus says this really cool thing. I'm going to paraphrase. He says, "We judge a tree by its fruit. We judge a tree by its fruit." Put in the uh, in the language of doors, you judge a door not by how it looks. But like what it's like on the other side when you walk through it. And when Elsa walked through that door, when she made the decision to go just uh, cast frozen fractals all around, she grew more and more alone, and she hurt those that she loved. So what's that a picture of? The Bible would simply call it sin. Sin is basically just missing the mark from God's deep heart for us and we isolate ourselves, we hurt others, and we break God's heart. When we walk through the wrong door, let me say it again, we isolate ourselves, we hurt others, and we break God's heart. So actually, this moment that our, um, our culture is celebrated as the greatest thing ever, if you look at what it's like for Elsa on the other side of the door, and for Anna, and for the whole village of Annandale and all their friends, is this actually somebody moving further and further away from what their best life is. Crazy, huh? This is why in the Bible, the author of Hebrews, is the second part of the Bible too, that author says this. He says that we should have a different kind of letting go. We should let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. It's almost like a a spider web. But if you think in terms of what Elsa did going through the other side of this door, she was completely uh, encased in, in ice and snow and froze out everyone else. That is a picture of what it's like when you and I Go through the wrong door. We hurt others. We hurt ourselves. And we break God's heart. Now, the good news of this story, and the good news for your story and my story, but for, but for Elsa, she had a sister who actually gathered friends. There was a village of support behind, behind her that saw this beautiful thing in Elsa. Yes, there's this broken thing happening, but there's this beautiful thing happening in in her and they decided let's go in pursuit of my sister let's go find her and let's save her and that's mostly what the what the whole movie is about this going in search of someone who's walked through the wrong door and that's actually true for you and for me you know we're beautiful every single one of us every single one of you you're beautiful because you've been made in the image of of God the Bible says you carry in your very being all the deep and profound characteristics of what is in God's heart you carry in yours and we're also broken we 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 have bad days we have bad years we have bad decades we all have tantrums kids have you ever had a tantrum yeah, yeah. full out melt, meltdown yeah. yeah where where did it happen for you nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> where have you had your best tantrum I'll tell you mine. You want to hear about my tantrum? So one of my daughters wouldn't share her candy. And I asked her to share it with her sister. She said, why? I said, because in our family, we share. She said, why? I said, because in our family, we share. She said, why? I said, because in our family, we share. She said, why? And finally, I grabbed the the starburst. And I, very out of control-like, chucked the starbush against the wall and said, because in our family we share. That was my tantrum. Maybe when you go home, you can all talk about your favorite tantrum, not my best moment. Guess what I had to do right after that moment? Go officiate a wedding and talk about true love. It was horrible. But the point is, we all have tantrums. And in fact... In the Bible, they did too. They're the, like the heroes of the Bible, like the greatest of the greats. Like one, one man named the Apostle Paul, he's gonna talk about how he, yes, he's, he's beautiful, made in the image of God, but he's broken. He has bad days, bad moments, bad years. And he writes about this in the book called Romans. Just, let, just see if this doesn't sound like you, in a bad moment or a bad day. He says, I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. Huh? Yeah. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. Kids, come on. Does this sound familiar? Do do your parents do this? My decisions, such as they are, don't result in action. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time it happens so regularly that it's downright predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I walk through that trap door. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. He goes on to say this, I've tried everything. Nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind but am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. You see, we're beautiful. We have these great intentions and we're broken and we walk through the wrong door and to be on the other side of that door is no fun. And yet we continue to do it over and over. But praise be to God that Jesus intervenes. Do you know why? Because God sees every single one of us and from the deep heart of, he knows why he made us, why he called us into existence. He gets the fact that you and I, we have our bad days and our tantrums and he sees all of us as a fixer. Anyone? Fixer upper. That's right. That's how God views us. Let's uh, let's sing along and watch. We can clap. Come on. This is great. This is awesome. This is awesome. We can uh, see that the question of Frozen is what is true love, right? It's uh, love is an open door, but we go, well, oh, wait, wait, wait. What, what kind of door? And now we're moving into, well, it's actually true, true love that that's this force in the world that can actually change somebody. So what is that true love? And this is what I love about this Disney film is they subverted their own plot. Every other kind of Disney film seems to, when it comes to the question of what is true love, the answer is romance. What is it that turns the frog back into the prince, right? Or the beast back into the prince. <laughs> it's always a kiss, right? It's always some form of, of love. And, and we're just set up for this moment to see that, it, that, that Anna and her, her beau, whose name is Christoph, right? They're going to come together and it's going to make everything great, but that's not... How it ends, spoiler alert. You see, God, when sin entered the world, there was a deep freeze. There was a deep freeze in all of the beauty in which he designed you and me and all of creation. And he had to ask the question, what will thaw a frozen heart? The scripture actually talks about you and I when sin just kind of gets hold, and we walk through the wrong doors. It's described as a hardened heart. We get a hardened heart. It's not really who we are at our core. But we, we do things and we're resistant and we push away against people that love us and push away against a God who loves us. There's something that just hardens. And, and to be around somebody with a hardened heart, you almost don't even recognize them. They're just making decisions that continue just to reinforce This bad pattern of moving themselves further and further away from heaven's door, where there's beauty, where there's light, where there's flourishing, where there's freedom, where there's joy, where there's connection, where there's belonging, where God's deep heart reigns for your life. And so in this moment, God had to decide, all right, there's a deep freeze over all creation. What do I do? Do I go create a new one? Do I reject this world and the people that I, that I birthed out of love? Do I just reject them? Do I punish them? No. God, like Anna and her friends, went in pursuit of you and me. So God sent his son, Jesus, to this earth. And he came and he walked with us. He went in pursuit of us. And he basically said, I'll take your life for my life. My perfect life for your broken life. We'll trade. I'll take your deep freeze, and I'll take it on. And Jesus walked with us, showed us the greatest way of love. He actually said this, greater love has no person that would actually lay down their life for his friends. That's true love. True love isn't just a kiss or romance or any of those kinds of things. The deepest, purest love is when someone would would say, I'll actually lay down my preferences, my desires, even my own needs, and even my own self-preservation. I'll lay it down for your flourishing, for your joy, for the fullness of your life. I will do that, and that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. We call that Easter, where we celebrate that Jesus took all of your tantrums and mine all of your broken moments from the past, future, and all the ones that we'll still do later today. And he took it to the cross. He took on the deep freeze for you and for me. The beautiful news, though, is that though he died on the third day, just three days later, he rose from the dead. That deep freeze thawed because of the deep love of the Father and the power of heaven that rose him from the grave promising for every single one of us that if we open our door to him, he'll walk through it and he'll give us new life. That life of freedom, that life of joy, that life of adventure, that life of belonging, that life that was always intended in God's heart when he knew you before the foundations of the world began. That is so very beautiful. Jesus literally says, open your door. How do we experience this life? We keep walking through all the bad doors, all the wrong doors, all the revolving doors. We keep doing that. Jesus says, here's how you experience life in me. Here's how the the, the thaw begins. Open your door. In the book of Revelation, last book in the Bible, here's what he says. Look at me, Jesus says. I stand at the door, I knock. If you hear me call and open the door, I'll come right in and sit down to supper with you. Isn't that beautiful? Now he's talking to an actual entire group of people. He's talking to like a church, but I believe he's talking to also every single one of us. Who's, whose door is it? Whose door is it that's getting opened here? It's our door. Who has the handle? It's actually, we get to turn the knob whether we want to invite Jesus to come into our lives. He'll, he's never going to push his way through. He's never going to force his way through. But he has laid down his life for you to open up heaven's door to all of us. And it doesn't matter how nicked up your door is. doesn't matter if it's hanging on its last hinge. Doesn't matter if it's creaky or if it hasn't been opened in decades to the love of God, he still says, look at me, I stand outside your door and I wait for you in love and I've laid down my life for you. We're going to watch this closing scene. We think it's all coming to a head. Where there's gonna be this beautiful, beautiful romantic moment between Anna and Christoph. But then there is a plot twist. And in so doing, I want you to see not only is it a great Disney moment, but it's actually a picture of what Jesus has done for you and for me in laying his life down. Let's watch. There is no fear in, in love. God is love, the Bible says. It just says it pure and simple. God is love. And when you experience that love, there's no, there's no fear. There's no stranger thing doors. There's no revolving doors. He doesn't do that with you. There's no trap doors. There's just heaven's door. And when we experience that kind of love, the very love that raised Jesus from the dead, that offers us the opportunity to be raised to new life ourselves. That's the kind of love that can thaw a frozen heart. And if that's a question for you, or any, anyone experiencing this with Shoal Creek anywhere online, if you have a question and you just said, I didn't know about that kind of love, I would just say, write it in the chat box to us. Come down and, and talk to me or to, to Rachel or to... Justin or to any of the staff and say, hey, I've not opened my door. I've never opened my door to that kind of love. I thought God was something different than that. I didn't know He was like this. We would love just to come alongside you, have a conversation about that with you. I also want to offer a challenge, something maybe think about for all of us that know this kind of love. And if we know this kind of love, my question is this, who today in your life needs this kind of true love from you? Who right now in your life, maybe it's a little bit of a conflict you have with this person, or maybe you you just know that they are isolated, they're in their own little frozen kingdom of isolation. And you need to show them this kind of love. It's the kind of love that lays your life down. It's the kind of love that says, I'm going to lay down my preferences for their sake. I'm going to yield to their wishes and desires. I'm going to put them ahead of me. Who is that for you? As you saw Anna jump in front of the sword, how do you need to do that today? Because when we do that, here's how this works. We open heaven's doors for others, where they get to experience a love that they won't see through all the other doors they walk through in their life. They won't get to experience walking through heaven's door, this kind of love where there is no fear, and it is perfect, perfect love. So who is that person? I want to give you 15 seconds to think about who needs this true love from you. I'm just going to be quiet and let us each think of one person. you have somebody? I'm not going to ask you for a name, but I'm just curious. Good, good. Well, let's go show that, that love today. Let's go show that love today.